Next on BYU Sports Nation, the leadership council of BYU football. Taysom's the guy on offense in 2015. But what about the defense? Former BYU linebacker Brian Keel tells us what leaders BYU has now. And is his NFL dream still alive? Plus, NCAA championship time for an under-the-radar BYU star. His middle name is Frisbee. And the BYU Sports Nation karma goes nuts for rugby. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Thursday, March 26th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Meerkat Specialist, Jerem Jordan. I'm currently streaming my first ever Meerkat. You can do it live from your phone. It's tied through Twitter. Wait, that's not an animal? So I have this going right now. So there are people on Twitter. This is a new thing. I feel so old trying to explain this. <laughs> Meerkat's a thing. If you follow us on Twitter, we have six now watching. Yeah. Tons. Tons. Anyway, All so, access so in Mir- Studio B. We're, we're just messing around with this. Yeah, so if you fun. want a different angle of the show, I suppose you could do that. Hey, normal life can resume tonight, by the way. Because the NCAA Sweet 16 is back on television. Yes. Woo! Yes. Four games. Yes. Exactly. I, I haven't known what to do with my life this whole week. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? <laughs> yeah. It's almost like... I watched Winnie the Pooh with my daughter last night, and I thought, you know what? This is fun. Uh, I would love for hoops to be a part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the NIT. I know you're a big... <laughs> I know you're a big proponent of the NIT. Old Dominion hit a buzzer beater over Murray State. I did see that on the interwebs. Okay. So you were watching at least two No, I wasn't seconds. watching. For I five saw, seconds I saw the vine or whatever. <laughs> Six seconds I in. don't want to watch the NIT. <laughs> Why would I watch the NIT? Is watching the NIT on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday better than not watching basketball at all? I want to know other options. Like, I played basketball Tuesday. Okay. That was better. I'm not saying that playing basketball isn't better, but like if your TV options in terms of sports are mm-hmm. the NBA in March with who knows what games or the NIT Steph where games Curry are greater are than NIT, dude. I'm not saying Steph Curry. What if it's the Mavericks and the Bucks? Obviously, that's trash. <laughs> I mean, no offense to Mavericks and Bucks fans. I that was not you know it. <laughs> What if it's the Jazz and the Hornets when the Jazz win by 40? Well, the Jazz gave up 37 in the fourth and lost to the Blazers, and I was conflicted. <laughs> Rip City. Uh, did you hear about the BYU Sports Nation karma yesterday? Uh, always. We gave it to uh, David Smith, BYU Rugby. All they did was win 109 to nothing. Yeah, that's equivalent to a football score, by the way. 109! In 2009... Uh, I did play-by-play to a game of BYU Rugby where BYU won 111 to 3. The soccer scoreboard at the time did not only went two digits, so it said 11 to 3. <laughs> they still won. It was 111 to 3. <laughs> they yeah. still won 11 to 3. Wow. Oh, our conversation alive 24-7 on the Twitter machine. As always, use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Members, new or old, always welcome. Who will be the defensive leader on this BYU football team? We have that question. We've been talking about leadership, competitive spirit this week with Mitch Matthews. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Taysom Kneebrace. Yeah, this is the thing. At Kyle Kneebrace was created. I imagine by the same person as well today. 
Not sure about the leader, but I will be the defensive MVP for defending Taysom's knee. <laughs> is that the key to the whole 2015 season? Who will be the yes! defensive leader? <laughs> it is. And I love answering rhetorical questions. Taysom's knee brace. Thus making them unrhetorical. That's a real thing. Like Twitter and the parody accounts. Like- and the meerkats. <laughs> At Matthew W. Evans, I would love to see Bronson Kafusi step up as a leader, big physical senior who really needs a breakout season. Now, Bronson is not a super vocal guy. He seems like Tyler Hawes to me, where he's good on the field, but he's going to let that speak louder than words. Yeah, but do you have to be vocal to be a good leader? Iwani Unga, for me, is the exception there, where he's like, he led the team with like 504 tackles. And, 143. Yeah, amazing. seriously, 143. But he wasn't like a guy that like yelled at you and got in your Kyle face. Kyle Van Noy wasn't the same way. Yeah. Or was the same way. But they lead by example. They inspire by their play. But you know, When you have both, it's really good. And guess what? Taysom has both. He's the vocal and physical leader. Who will be that guy on the BYU defense in 2015? In basketball, it's Kyle Collinsworth, the, the physical leader. The also vo- the sorry, vocal leader. Sorry, the vocal leader. Yeah. Tyler Haas. Okay, I'm going to get buckets. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? Jake Taylor at the NCAA Swim and Dive Championships in Iowa City, Iowa. I'm going to move the meerkat to look at you right now. Okay, that's super fun. Meerkatting. Um, <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk to Jake as he gets ready for uh, his competition right against there? the best in the NCAA. Yeah, I'm looking into the heart of meerkat as well <laughs> as live television. Next on meerkat. We didn't even talk about this. Before BYU baseball at San Diego, a three-game series. This is the number one team in the WCC, the Toreros, against the second-place team in BYU. Huge road swing for the Cougars. And men's golf at Tiger Woods, alma mater, Stanford. Tell you what, those boys can play. <laughs> Oof. Covered, I covered collegiate golf uh, go at the highest level for three years. Like Stanford is, they are legit. So go Cougs. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. I need a hero, and it's got to be soon, and he's got to be larger than life, specifically on the BYU defense. I, I did underestimate, though, the, the level of confidence slash chemistry slash identity of the team when Taysom went out, not just the performance. So Bronco Mendenhall tells us what you just heard in Miami as we lead up to the Miami Beach Bowl. Without question, Taysom Hill was the leader last year. He is the leader of this BYU football team right now. But after Taysom Hill, who else leads? This is where BYU is making an effort to draw from the past and get better. This is important because last year when Taysom Hill got hurt, it wasn't good. Because guys got hurt, BYU started to lose, and part of that was because of leadership. You could you look at a lot of different factors. But BYU was all in on Taysom Hill and his leadership and his play. And when he wasn't there, it cost BYU. So the great news is he's back. Hopefully he stays healthy, healthy for the season. In fact, that's the number one key to the 2015 season is the health of Taysom Hill. But hopefully he's healthy. But if not, who else can be there so that you don't have a... 4-0, ranked 18th, uh, you know, non-P5 darling situation to where that, that dream collapses quickly like level one of Inception or something. You need other dudes around him, and I think that that is starting to begin. Nice Christopher Nolan reference. Love that guy's work, man. Interstellar. <laughs> Out on DVD in five days. Okay, here's the thing for BYU. You can, you can try and find leaders on the defensive side of the ball. 
Okay, Taysom made up for the inadequacies of the defense last year. That was revealed by Bronco in Miami. He said that. Okay, now they're trying to prepare so that if something happens, and I'm not going to even say it, the defense can be there and at least try and win some football games on that side of the ball. A theme is developing within BYU Spring Football, by the way. And that is, it's about finding leadership and effort. Now, as much as the Cougars want to perfect their individual crafts, work on timing routes and little things. Position mastery. Yeah. Mastering the playbook. As a team, this spring is about finding leaders and guys who want to work. Take it from Mitch Matthews. Right after the season ended, we, uh, me, Taysom, Bronson, and Remington got together just as seniors and leaders and decided, you know, eight and five, three years in a row is enough. And we have the right guys. We have the right seniors to make a special year. Okay. A special year clearly needs leaders and just good old-fashioned hard work. The unity that comes from that. So who are going to be those guys? Who are going to be the guys that are vocal and inspire and organize, help organize their teammates and lead by example? Now, historically, Jerem, that guy on the BYU defense under Bronco Mendenhall has been an inside linebacker. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 62. Zach Stout's 62 tackles were the fewest by the leading inside linebacker since 2003. That's when Bronco Mendenhall arrived. He told us, Bronco, on signing day on this very set that BYU needs a guy to emerge at inside linebacker to be a Waniunga, Ogletree, Shane Hunter, Sean Doman, Matt Bauman, Kelly Papinga, Cameron Jensen, Colby Buckwalt. Those are your leading inside linebacker tacklers since Bronco got here as a defensive coordinator for two years then became the head coach. Think about that some role of those is guys. important because they're making plays on the field. What's more important, leadership off or on the field? You need it both, but to me... Make plays that will help in your ability to lead a team. You need to do what's right off the field. At the end of the day, it's not about doing positive stuff off the field per se. It's about avoiding negative but being great on the field. If you can have both positive, fantastic. But number one is winning and doing it the right way. Here's the great news. Bronco Mendenhall is the general of the defense once again. The Cameron Jensen? Yes. (laughs) But as a head coach? On the sidelines. That's good news. He can only do so much... So which guy defensively that takes the field this year can be the general on the field? That's the question, isn't it? And that's our Twitter question. Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in. I think, and we're talking specifically inside linebacker uh, for one part of this. The other is just the defense in general. Yeah. Craig Bills and Alani Fua were set to be those guys. They got hurt. I think that Frank Wintrick makes a difference in BYU's leadership this year because if he can make sure that BYU does not have injuries to the same degree, the number of soft tissue issues, ankle injuries that BYU had, then your best players can be on the field, they can lead, they can make plays, and then hopefully you can win. Some of the guys that could be leaders on this team, I first look to Bronson Kafusi on the defense. Maybe the best player, most talented player BYU has on the defense. I wouldn't call him the most vocal guy, but maybe he becomes that because he's a senior. Who's to say he can't become that? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Oh, by the way, Frank Wintrick, hashtag Roger that. Roger that. That guy, everybody we talk to is like, holy cow, what a difference he is making. (laughs) Like, without fail. Like, we say his name, it's like, oh, man. They love it. Okay. Hopefully they still love it. Here are some of your inside linebackers. Harvey Longy, Jeremiah Leotadoyer, Sione Takitaki. Teu Kautai, Manoa Pakula. So 
These guys have played. We've seen them make plays in specific games. Who can be the guy that's consistent that leads game in and game out among that inside linebacker crew? One issue I do have is you cannot lead if you're not playing. So some of these guys, Longy, Pikula, are not playing spring ball. Whether it's I, I don't exactly know the reason for some grades, otherwise, whatever. I don't really care. But they're not out there. You cannot be a leader if you're not out there. That's the Bills Fua thing from last year. They were the leaders, but they couldn't play. So the young guys were trying their best, but you need leadership. You need upperclassmen, seniors to hopefully carry that load. And you've got to be good. You can't be mediocre and say, rally around me. I'm not making plays, but let's make plays. It just doesn't happen. Is it a non-inside linebacker, like you said, Kafusi, Remington Peck, Chris Badger, for crying out loud? We learned that Chris Badger, of all the defensive players, understands the playbook top to bottom. He's telling guys where to go and put them in place. Can Badger become a guy that not only knows the playbook, but makes plays and is screaming at dudes to get in the right place? In the secondary, the word is Eric Takanaka, the snow transfer from Salt Lake City. Balling out. Is balling out. Is playing well. That Morgan Unga, we talked to Harvey Unga earlier this week, his cousin is a safety, and is making plays in practice as well. I don't care who it is. I just don't like the platoon idea as much. That's what the linebackers did last year, and I don't think that they uh, played to, up to their potential. I think there's some talent there, but who's the guy or guys that emerge? It's not a huge group. It's a small amount. I love this about the offseason, and it's about the only thing I like about the offseason. <laughs> I is, don't like the offseason. Is the speculative buildup. And it's just like, man, who's going to emerge? Who's going to be the guy? I would like to just point. We went into 2015, 2014, and said, okay, Fua, Bills on defense, offense. You got Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams. Play. You, you had those guys. Defensively, I do not know mm-hmm. the answer to this question, and that concerns me a bit. Just be ready by September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 163. Hashtag Meerkat. Hashtag Meerkat. <laughs> we, thir- we have 13 now watching. We have so many. What are you doing with your lives, people? No, I'm just kidding. It's awesome. Join the Meerkat wave. <laughs> this is my first Meerkat experience ever. Oh, my goodness. Our Twitter question today. Who will be the defensive leader on this BYU football team? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Knew this was coming. At Y for Life, Bronco will be, thankfully. You need players on the field, too. If Bronco's the best leader on the defense, I have concerns for the defense this season. At Kyle's knee brace. We're guessing <laughs> there it is. at Taysom knee brace and at Kyle's knee brace are the same person, but who knows. Bronson <laughs> Calfusi. <laughs> Not Barefusi. That's how you pronounce it correctly. Not only is he a beast at his position, but he's been there before and knows what to do. He is a guy that is kind of the leading candidate to do this if he wants to be that guy. And he's going to play more defensive end than he is linebacker this year. That's the word. He's listed as a linebacker. I don't really believe it. Will BYU football win more than eight games this season? We'll discuss that very topic in just a bit. How about 15 minutes from now? But next... One of the former BYU defensive leaders, Brian Keel, bringing his intensity back to the show. Who does he have the guy tabbed as the leader the upcoming season? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us by using the hashtag BYUSN. 
Coming up Friday night, 9 Eastern time, BYU men's volleyball is back on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Watch the Cougars take on the UC Irvine Anteaters. Top six matchup, BYU tied for fourth in, in conference, Irvine at second. Huge match, Friday, 9 Eastern, Saturday, a special time, 10 Eastern, uh, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Don't miss it. Is the Anteater a top 10 all-time college mascot in it's, terms of just it's unique? It's pretty good. Just being unique? Yeah. UC Santa Cruz. Uh, the banana, banana slugs. slugs. Uh, Jordan High School up the road, Beat Diggers is an all-timer. There's some good ones. Yeah. The Ant Eaters. In the middle of May, we're going to spend a day just talking about college mascots. <laughs> Our Twitter happen. question today, who will be the defensive leader on this BYU football team? Our friend at Laser Sheep, a welcome member of BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall is his first. Then he says, number two, Bronson Kafusi at defensive end. Number three, Harvey Longy. In that order, then Taysom, okay? We're looking for defensive answers specifically today. No question Taysom's the guy on offense. Who was the defensive leader of the 2015 BYU football team? We don't know. We want to know it what you think. It may take a while for us to figure that out. I am concerned we don't know quite yet. It's, it's spring. It's young. Guys develop. They figure it out. Th- this team is emerging. This is the first. I mean, January, February. Okay, 2015 begins. This is part two of 2015. Part three is the spring-summer. Part four is fall camp, and then part five is the actual season. So it, it evolves, but I kind of want to know, have an idea of who those guys are soon. Let's bring in a guy who's very invested in what BYU has done, is doing, and will do, Brian Keel, who was a leader on that BYU defense. Brian, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me. Brian, what does it take to be a leader on a BYU defense coached by Bronco Mendenhall? That's a good question. You know, honestly, there's, there's different types of leaders. And um, I think the first thing, though, is, is credibility. Um, you don't have to be a superstar, but you have to be a good player. Um, you know, that's, that's necessary for you to have credibility. And then you have to be doing everything right. You know, you can't be slacking in the weight room. You can't be slacking in conditioning. You can't be slacking academically or, you know, different aspects of of your life to have the credibility that it takes. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of one of the things that the, the defense really missed last year was, was leadership. Can you try to be a leader or does it naturally happen? I think it's both. I think there's guys who are natural and, and then there's guys who who wouldn't normally be inclined to speak up or say things. And, and sometimes, you know, it's just – of necessity, they have to. Um, but the thing that I, I mentioned at first about there being different kind of leaders, that's what um, – just a prime example is, is like Cameron Denson, who I played with, um, versus myself. Um, both leaders, but very different. Um, I wasn't nearly as vocal as Cameron was. And, um, you know, Cameron was uh, kind of a bulldog, obviously nicknamed the general, because he had those attributes, and he was just kind of, you know, just grisly and, and loud and, and vocal and – me, on the other hand, I, I wasn't quite as vocal. I, you know, I, I, I'd open my mouth when it needed to, but I, I wasn't constantly open my mouth. I was more the guy who, who did what he was supposed to do and, and you know, led from the, the front of the pack by example. But you need both. You need, you need both those kind of guys out there, and we definitely were missing that. You could see it. I could see it at least. You could, they were missing that on the defense last year. Former BYU and NFL linebacker Brian Kill with us on BYU Sports Nation. Looking at the roster now, and I don't know how tied in you are to the current BYU defense with the, the young guys at the linebacker position in the secondary. Who do you see on the current roster that could be one of those leaders in 2015? 
See, that's I, I honestly couldn't. It's not a good answer you're going to like, but I, I really couldn't even answer that because I, I haven't been around those guys enough in the locker room, in the weight room, and in practice settings to know who's a leader. I mean, I could tell you, you know, a little bit about their football ability, but that's different um, as far as being a leader. And so I, I honestly, I'm not sure who the leaders are out there. I can say that there wasn't somebody, at least with credibility, who, who stepped up last year, and I hope somebody fills that void. We all hope someone fills that void this year because they need it. Um, I think the natural candidate is, is, is Bronson Kafusi, and whether or not that's his, his, his normal tendency, then, then he's going to have to be the guy, like we just mentioned, who's just going to have to kind of go outside of his comfort zone. Um, you know, him being a senior and, and being, being who's supposed to be the star, then uh, it's just kind of falling on him. He's got he's to speak up and be that guy this year. Where do you see the leadership the most if it's not on the field? What do you mean by that? For example, uh, where does a leader be a leader the most, I guess? The locker oh, okay, room, the okay. weight room, I see, the I see what you're saying. hanging yeah, out? You know, honestly, yeah, and honestly, that's the thing – on the field, it's not even that much. You know, maybe in a moment or here or there, um, you know, somebody will say something and, and rally together on the sideline or something like that. But honestly, it is—it's really more in the locker room and the, the weight room, especially in, in the weight room and, in, and, and and out on the field during during the, the spring and summer. You know, when it's a hundred degrees and you're out there running gassers, that's that's where leaders step up. That's where you know leaders look down the line and, and see guys bent over or. or you know, sucking gas and, and, and a leader. And it doesn't, it doesn't take much. You don't need to give them some rah-rah speech, but it's just like, hey, stand up, let's go. You know, just, just something little, just little things like that that are cumulative, that add up, you know, that, that when you, you do those little things in January, February, March, and all the way through July, that when you're in the heat of battle in October, you've already put the work in and you've already paid the price to be prepared to beat your opponent. And I think that's what we really missed last year. And not just, not just um, you know, from psychologically, but also just from a preparation standpoint, um, that defense, those guys that were out there playing, I've said this before, they, they did not execute the defense properly. And, and that's a matter of in the spring and summer, guys not getting together and working on the defense, not getting in the film room on their own time, not getting on the same page. And that, that all comes back to leadership. What will Bronco Mendenhall taking over the defense once again do to help in the areas of concern that you just addressed? I think it'll help. Uh, you know, Bronco's one of the, the best natural leaders that I have ever been around in my entire life. And um, I've, I've said this before, this comparison. Um, you know, people who have interacted with Bronco, he's not an extrovert. He's, he's not a social butterfly. He doesn't want to be the life of the party. He knows that, and he acknowledges that. That's not who he is. But he does want to lead. And I have never been around a person, you know, I've seen equals, but I've never seen anybody superior to him possessing the ability to lead men. And in this case, it's football. But, I I mean, I think he could lead men in whatever he wanted to do. And, you know, some people have that innate ability and he has that ability so now when you when you when you put him in control of that defense and and with his high character and and high accountability and all the things that he brings to the table i just think you're 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 automatically going to see improvement and you're going to see progress 
Is there concern if Bronco Mendenhall is the biggest leader on that defense uh, and there's a wide gap compared to maybe some other players that might need to step up? Yeah, you don't you don't want that. I mean, you you want some players that are that are vocal and that that say. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a huge ten minute speech. It should. It actually really shouldn't be a ten minute speech. But <laughs> it's just little things. It's just it's just little things, you know, here or there. And it's just it's it really it's just a, a mindset and an attitude and just not allowing mediocrity. You know, if you see mediocrity, it's not allowing that. And it's, it's saying something and getting on people. And you, and you don't have to be a jerk about it, but it's just and, – and that's where you have to have, like I said, you have to have the credibility. Because if, if, if guys who don't have the credibility and they try to say something, then whoever they're saying it to is going to be like, whatever, man, I'm not listening to you. But if the person has the credibility, if they have the strength of character, then most of the time, not always, but most of the time, whoever they're saying something to, they'll listen to it. Brian Keel with us on BYU Sports Nation, former BYU linebacker standout, also played in the NFL. Brian, if you are giving this year's team a pep talk with Broncos, uh, I don't know, blessing, what are you going to say to this team in spring football right now? Well, I actually gave the team a pep talk a week ago. <laughs> um, on on sat- A week ago Saturday, I went down there and Bronco had me talk to the guys. Um, but I'll tell you what I told them. I I talked to them just a little bit about talent, about about will versus skill, just a little bit. Um, I, I mentioned how I got to BYU in, in 2002. We ended up going five and seven, and that that team that I played on was by far the most talented team I ever played on. But I talked about leadership. We lacked leadership. It, you know, it was a big fall off from the year before when you had great leaders who left the team in 2001. BYU went 12 and two, and the next year. You know, we ended up going five and seven. Anyway, I talked about that and, and contrasted that to my last years, where we didn't lose a single game in conference. We didn't lose a single game at home. We won our bowl games. We finished eleven and two both those years um, with with less talented teams. So I talked about that, and then, you know, I, I just talked about the, just the work and the preparation that it takes, and it starts in January. If you don't put the the, the time in in January, there you don't have, you don't stand a chance in September. And, you know, I, I said, I said, you know what, I, I was pretty frank with them. And I, you know, I didn't talk for a long time, but I was frank with them. I said, hey, you know what, if you guys are cool being eight and four, keep doing what you're doing. If you're okay with that, keep doing what you're doing. I said, me personally, I'm not okay with that. I told them, I said, I'm not okay being 11 and two. I'm still mad about the, the, the four games we lost my last two years. They still haunt me, thinking about maybe if I would have made this play or that play, because all four of those games we lost by a single play. You know, and it, anyway, I just talked about if you want to be better, if you want to be great, then you got to put the time in in January. Then I, you know, I don't, I don't know if they if they heard me or not. I hope they did, and I hope they improve. I heard you, and I'm fired up. Let's go. <laughs> that Boston go, College man. overtime loss stunk, and I'm mad about it. No, I'm still mad. Double overtime. <laughs> Double overtime. That's right. We missed. We missed. Two field goals in the last minute of regulation. I still remember, man. I still remember. It's March and I'm fired up. Hey, tomorrow's pro day. Uh, what? Tell us a little bit about the nerves and the the excitement of going into pro day to audition for a job for some of these BYU guys tomorrow. You know, it's 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 uh, kind of that exposure to the to the next level, um, and most of the guys didn't get invited to the combine. Um, I think Alani was the only one that got invited. And so, so, you know, Lonnie had exposure already, 
And I'm sure even he, he's excited because he wants to improve on his numbers. I did. When I, I went to the Combine and I had a, a tweaked hamstring, and I, I did well. I still did well in every category. But I was kind of came away mad. I came away kind of a little, a little mad because I knew I had more in me. And I ended up going to pro day, and I beat every single time and every vertical. and every, I beat everything I did because um, I, was, I was more healthy. But as, as far as um, those other guys, they haven't even had that exposure, so they're chomping at the bit. And, you know, it's, most kids, not every kid, but most football players, they dream about making it to the NFL. And, and the numbers, it's, it's not going to be a reality for the vast majority of them. But, you know, kids dream, and they should dream and, 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 and hope for the greatest, and, and this is their chance. So they're excited for tomorrow. Brian Kill with us on BYU Sports Nation. Brian, I know that uh, the NFL – uh, was hard on your body, but uh, I'm hearing some things about you maybe wanting to give it a go again. What uh, What is your status in still chasing an NFL career? Yeah, so I I am actually I was, I've been planning on going to pro day tomorrow and and, and participating. Um, I was told yesterday that there's a chance they won't let me. The scouts that is, so we'll see. I might have to sweet talk them. Um, but there's been guys in the past who who were were older and came back and and both at BYU and at other schools. It's it's not common, but it happens very often where guys come back and do pro day again. So I, I, I think I'll be able to, but, but we'll see. I, I've been preparing for it. I've been working, working really hard. Um, in the NFL, you just kind of get out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, I was going great until I tore my, my ACL. That kind of knocked me out. And Since then, I've been out of sight and out of mind. So I'm hoping to go out there tomorrow, run a great 40, and just kind of turn some heads and, and make them rethink about this old 30-year-old linebacker. And you're 30 years old and you're an old guy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Crazy, huh? That's the NFL, man. It's funny. <laughs> it's all, life's all about perspective, isn't it? Absolutely. Hey, uh, we'll end with this. You said Paul Asike was was your guy with the best chance to make an NFL roster. Do you still stand by that? Um, I think so. Um, and just, you know, people who didn't hear that conversation that we had, they're hearing it just now. Let me just kind of explain myself. I, 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 I said that Paul wasn't necessarily the best football player of those guys. Right. But I, in my opinion, he has the height, weight, speed combo the NFL teams look for. And as far as – because all of those guys, none of them is going to be a high draft pick if they are drafted, which means it comes down to making it on special teams. And, and I just – I think he probably – probably the key word has the best chance. Um, I think Alani is the best football player out of all those guys. But the, he just – his height, weight, speed um, – He's just kind of a just a tweener, you know. If, if he was twenty pounds bigger, he would have such a better chance. He's got a great chance as it is. It's just going to be, you know, teams are going to have to be looking at him and thinking, okay, what can we do with this guy? But he's a great football player. Brian, great to talk to you again. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on the field at pro day. I mean, let Brian play, people. Come on, let me in, man. Let me let me into the party. Come on, <laughs> we'll see. Thank you. All right, Brian. Thanks for the time. Yep. He always brings it. He's always super well-spoken, opinionated. I like Brian. He was made for this. <laughs> he was made for this. He should <laughs> broadcast, man. Yeah, if, he, if, if the NFL's not going to let him have a, another shot, like, good grief. I think he's, uh, he's got potential in some other arenas, yeah. that's for sure. Pro Day's funny, man. Bunch of dudes running around in their underwear. Yeah, it's That's really, what it it's, is. It's really that's quiet. It it's really quiet, too. It's just like... <laughs> it's super awkward. A guy falls starts like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Up next, we'll talk to Jake Taylor, who's competing at Nationals and Swim and Die this weekend in 10 minutes. But first, will BYU win more than eight games in 2015? 
I need a hero. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan continuing to broadcast in Radio Vision. On BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Moving pictures on BYU TV. You can always download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. Tonight, listen to BYU Baseball on BYU Radio. Nine, oh, 8 Eastern Time, excuse me. As BYU takes on San Diego on BYU Radio. You can also watch that on the W.TV. Or at 9 o'clock somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. Right? Somewhere over there, yes. <laughs> I want to check that. It's 9 Eastern, sorry. 9 oh, Eastern time on BYU Eastern Radio. It is 9 Eastern on BYU yeah. Radio. Okay. Big series. Number one versus number two. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Brian Keel was fantastic. In fact, uh, we have just sent out uh, a little tidbit on uh, our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account talking about what it takes to lead the BYU football team. Give that a look. He said it's more in the locker room and weight room especially than on the field. That was interesting to me. He also said it's a mindset and an attitude, not allowing mediocrity. Uh, Also mentioned you have to have credibility. Yeah, I love that Bronco went to him and said, hey, come back and talk to the guys. And he said, look, if you're cool with being 8-5, and keep Keep doing doing what what you're doing. doing. But I'm not okay with that. Isn't that a slam in the face? Woo! Yeah, I love the intensity. That's a tr- that was a truth bomb. Man, I tell you what. Because eight, eight for BYU football is mediocre. For some people, that's a tremendous season. If he Ask doesn't, UNLV. If he doesn't play football in the NFL again, he needs to do one of two things. Be coach in sports media or, or coach. Yes, maybe both. Or coach cast. <laughs> I, that's a new thing we're going to make. You he, broadcast while you coach. With, yeah, he, he, with brought, he brought the intensity. Right now, it's time to play more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. This is a fun little game that we have created here on BYU Sports Nation. We throw out a number, and Jeremy and I decide whether or not there will be more or less of that given number in a specific category. Let's go number one. More or less than 75 tackles for BYU's leading inside linebacker. Jeremy, you answer first. More. BYU picks one. Bronco Mendenhall was on this set. He said that that needs to happen. BYU decides and finds a guy named Harvey Longy, and he has more than 75 tackles this season, in my opinion. Yeah, I say more. I, th- I think there's going to be somebody up near 100. Ooh. Yeah. It's, you don't always need 100. You don't. Um, you'd, be, you'd be surprised. Brandon Ogletree had 76 uh, one year. L- these are leaders at inside line. Shane Hunter at 85. Sean Doman at 72. Cameron Jensen at 84 in 05. So 100 would be quite the number. 90 would be quite the number, you know? 75 would be quite the number, given the fact that 62 Just stay on the field. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Have a guy that can take the field and play every down. Number two. More or less than 8.5 wins for BYU football this season. (sighs) All right, Jerem. I'm going to be super optimistic and go more. This isn't my typical angle on this program. But I think that BYU... Uh, can beat Boise State at home, hopefully knocks off one of the other three. I would take two and two in September. That's a tough schedule. And then does work at home and then in November at Fresno State. You win that game. Uh, and then hopefully in Logan at Utah State, Chucky Keaton's senior day in theory. I'll go more, As which means nine-ish. 
I will go more. Plus As the bowl game? Taysom I don't know. Hill goes. I'm surprised that you went more. Good for you. I am too. Good for you, Jerem. Listen, I'm, I'm going to try Woo! and think a little. I don't think negative. I, th- I feel like I just think in the middle. Well, if your realistic opinion is that BYU can win more than eight and a half games. Wait, we didn't mention the realistic <laughs> part of that. I hope. <laughs> Outstanding. I- okay, I say more. As BYU, as Taysom Hill goes, BYU football will go. If Taysom Hill starts and plays significant minutes in every one of the BYU football games this year, they will win more than eight and a half games. That's going to happen. How many games will they win? At least ten. Whoa! If Taysom Hill, listen, he is a a once-in-a-generation player. One player, one team. Tell me somebody else like him, okay? Taysom Hill, if he plays significant minutes and starts every game, for BYU football in 2015, they will win 10 games. 10 would be monster. Yeah, but I think he's that good of a player. At BYU fan 1995. More! More, yeah, I love it. Number three. More or less than 4.9 seconds for Spencer in the 40-yard dash. All right, Jerem, <laughs> go ahead. More or less than 4.9, so more would be more time? Is that where we're going with? Yeah. Uh, I'll go... I don't know. I don't know. If you can run, I'll go more. I'm going to go more. You're going five something. <laughs> I hope you go sub. Here's, yeah, I hope you go question. sub if five. If I run That'd like a 4.99, do I still win? Is that a 4.9? Well, it, no. it would be a 4.9. That's right? a 4.9. It's in the 4.9s. It's not so. five. If I, exactly. I'm, yeah. With money, I'm a round up guy. So if you tell me it's 4.99, I'm like, it's five bucks. <laughs> but what is it? It's not 4.90. It's four nine nine. Oh, so wait. Do you? Ha- so if you run a four nine one, are we saying no? No, it's a four nine. Okay, okay. It's in the four nines, baby. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU six hundred twenty three student athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com and welcome to the club. What did the BYU Sports Nation Karma do for BYU rugby? Find out in the whip. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jerem Jordan. Go to thebyustore.com and you can get your own pair of blue goggles. Blue goggles and a BYU Sports Nation shirt are available on thebyustore.com. Check it out. That is a fact. You get your own pair. Blue goggles. We need, I, we need I a jingle put, for that. Okay. We'll come up with it. Yeah, get get your BYU SN swag at the BYU store. dot com. <laughs> your your hair with those is just fantastic. It never gets old. Every day I look in the mirror and think, "Can I comb my bangs yet?" <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, did did you hear? There's a there's a fake uh, Motekiai Longi. What account? There's an elder Longi account. So it it tweets pictures of him. A fifteenth photo has emerged. Of Mo Longy. Did you retweet this? No. Jerem, yet. Jerem, send this out. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, every picture is like, okay, he actually exists. It's like Sasquatch. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. Who will be the defensive leader on this BYU football team? Getting some mixed opinions, and that's what we thought. Right now, I don't know. I don't know. There's not an actual answer to this. It's just who we think will become. Neither did Brian Keel. I mean, Bronson Kafusi is the leader in the clubhouse because he brings experience and swagger and all that stuff. 
But who is the defensive leader on this BYU football team? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We had an opportunity to talk to BYU's NCAA championship hopeful for swim and dive in Iowa City, Iowa. His name is Jake Taylor. His middle name is Frisbee, and he is sneaky funny. Listen to this interview. Jake, first question, how is your trip in Iowa City, and how has it been thus far? It's been very positive. We've been, uh, I've had two opportunities to swim at the pool. The facility is beautiful. Um, I'm around all, the, all of my competitors right now, so I'm scoping out the field so far, seeing how they've, uh, how they've been doing this year, and I've talked with some, with them, some of them, and during my uh, warm-ups, I've been feeling very good. I've been uh, hitting some of my best times so far that I've ever hit in practice. So coming into the meet, I'm feeling really good, and traveling was easy. So, so far, it's been a good, good experience. Jake, when uh, the basketball team goes into an arena or football into a stadium, they'll go out and walk around and kind of gauge the grass or cord and depth perception. How does it work when you're a swimmer and you get in a pool and trying to scope it out? Well, each pool has its own feel, how the waves react to the walls and the lane lines the starts, the, the walls, the touch pads, stuff like that. And so during the warm-up, you're always feeling for those, how far away you have to flip from the wall, where the tee on the bottom of the pool is, so you know when to flip during freestyle. It's basically the same thing. Um, it takes about like 15, 20 minutes to adjust to the pool, and then you're good to go. Jake Taylor holds the BYU record in the 145.53 seconds. You're going to be in the 200-yard individual medley, the 100 and 200-yard backstroke at the NCAA championships there in Iowa City. How do you prepare not just for one race but for three races? You kind of take it one, one race at a time. I have the privilege of swimming just one event each day. So like tomorrow, for example, I have the 200 individual, individual medley. And so today and tomorrow, that's going to be my main focus, working on the different techniques I need to do. Um, along with uh, narrowing down who are my competitors so that I know how to race against them, know their race strategy, um, and then move on after that. What are you most confident in of those three? Probably the 100 backstroke. That's the one I'm, I'm most looking forward to. And is uh, top eight the goal, or what, what do you think? Yeah, top eight is definitely the goal. Um, I need to really focus, though, on more of my individual performance as far as time goes. Um, mainly it's so that I don't get nervous, <laughs> but, uh, but my goal is, uh, my, so my personal best is a 45.5 and I want to go under 45. So go like 44.9 would be my personal best. And if I do that, then that'll put me in the top three in the nation. So that's, that's really what the goal is. That's what I hope for. And I, I think it's doable. Jake Taylor at the NCAA swimming championships in Iowa city, Iowa on BYU sports nation. What is your daily schedule like? Not so much in Iowa City, but just day-to-day as a swimmer, Jake. It's a, it's a pretty packed day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, for pra- we have morning practice every day at 6 o'clock. So we get up at like 5.30. We go lift for an hour. Then we swim for an hour, have about an hour break, and then we're in class for three to four hours. And then have another hour break for, for lunch. Then we swim for another two hours after that. That gives us enough time to finish off the day with homework or sometimes we have evening classes um get to bed about 10 and the day starts over until till saturday when we can relax so it's it's a pretty packed day every day absolutely that's one of the busiest schedules of any byu athlete i've heard of can you swim for fun 
Can you go with friends and have a good time just swimming casually? I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've, I've tried once or twice with my wife, but it always turns into some sort of swim lessons or just swim training. I've, I've never figured out how to actually, you know, recreate in, in the pool. <laughs> That's a perfect way to say it. Keep it to, like, water slides or something, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Jake Taylor with us on BYU Sports Nation. I can just imagine you in the lazy river at Seven <laughs> Peaks, like, zooming around while people are just floating, taking it easy. Yeah. You know, I've actually done that. <laughs> and it was awesome. I loved it. it Who's awesome. that guy? <laughs> yeah. Jake, what do you do for fun outside of school and swim? Because it doesn't sound like you have a whole lot of time outside of those two things. <laughs> well, um, I'm an av- well, I used to be an avid hunter. Um, deer, elk, coyote. Love doing that stuff on the weekends. Um, I used to uh, train horses, believe it or not, back in the day, and uh, plan on getting back into that as a hobby afterwards. Um, Listen, you need to hang out with my wife. Yeah. Uh, hang out with families, I guess. You need uh, to hang out bike. with Remington Peck, dude, like of the BYU football team. He's a huge hunter, and if you like horses, Bronco Mendenhall is another guy you need to hang around. Oh, really? He has horses? Well, I guess the name was Bronco. He'd have to, right? <laughs> well, he, growing up, I believe he, what's the, what's the verb? He broke or cut? Broke horses? Yeah, is that broke, broke horses. horses. Trained yeah. horses. Yeah, he named one of his kids Breaker. That's how much he likes <laughs> breaking horses. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty dedicated to the... To the hobby. <laughs> Tom Hommel uh, has said that he wishes the media paid attention to what you are doing uh, as much as they do to BYU football and basketball. What does that mean to you? That means a lot because I feel like, I mean, we, BYU has a huge following in football and basketball. I'm an avid, avid fan of them myself, and uh, so everyone enjoys that. But at the same time, you know, I feel like the swim team and our and our and our administration, we're doing some pretty phenomenal things um, ourselves in the sport of swimming nationally. We have a lot of swimmers who are breaking records and um, here representing BYU here, and it feels really good to to hear that. That back home we have our our uh, uh, athletic director telling the media to uh, to keep watching us. That. That's a pretty big honor. puts a little little more stress on us as swimmers to make sure that we perform well and make sure that we pro- properly, uh, appropriately excuse me, uh, represent BYU. So uh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, well-deserved, Jake. And uh, we're going to do our part as well. With athletes that come on the show, we like to give them the BYU Sports Nation karma so that they can go and perform well in their specific individual events. So we're going to go ahead and give you that karma right now. It is given. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling it right now. I just seeping into my body right now. I love that. Thank you. Very good. Hey, you know what? That worked last time. You mentioned it, but you didn't give it to me. Oh. But I think I did walk away with just a little bit because that conference me, I dropped all best times in my events. So I, I think there's something to that karma. We now it's official. We think we can control it. But, yeah, we, we try and give it in, uh, you know, bite-sized doses. Yeah. <laughs> Follow him at frizz underscore Jake. His middle name is Frisbee, and he's an awesome swimmer. That is a true story on both accounts. Jake, thanks for the time. Yep, thank you. Jake Taylor of BYU Swim and Dive. He was fantastic. I don't know how to recreate in the pool. (laughs) Best line of the interview.
I would not have used that verb, I guess. How did the BYU Sports Nation karma pay off for BYU rugby? And oh, did it pay. I'll tell you in the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. The second place Cougars open up three-game West Coast Conference Series at first place San Diego tonight. BYU 4-2 in WCC play. Watch it or listen to it uh, on BYU Radio or the W.TV at 9 Eastern time. Rugby. Top-ranked BYU rugby. I mean, just crushed Utah Valley. Leveraging the BYU Sports Nation karma. 109 to nothing. I just feel bad. Yeah. The team working to continue their undefeated season Saturday against Utah State in Provo. Swimming and diving. The man you just heard from, Jake Taylor and Nathan Gonzalez, start the NCAA Championships today in Iowa City. Taylor will compete in the 200 IM today, and Gonzalez will start his one-meter dives as well. Golf. The Cougars start play in the Goodwin Tournament hosted by... Tiger Woods, Stanford Cardinal. Track and field. He's not really playing. Maybe he'll be there. The men and women's track teams continue their competition today in the Clyde Littlefield Texas Relays. The name of the stadium, by the way, Mike A. Myers Stadium. What? Tennis. Women's tennis hosts Washington State today at 2 Eastern. The match will be held at BYU's outdoor courts. That's nice that it's nice enough to hold them at the outdoor courts. It's beautiful now in Provo. That means it will snow in a couple of days. (laughs) Isn't that the reality of Utah weather? Future guests, Brian Logan, Rob Nielsen, your good friend, BYU Volleyball assistant coach. Huge matches on Friday and Saturday for BYU Volleyball. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And as if we wouldn't do this. Give it to rugby. Yeah. 109 to nothing? Are you serious? That's equivalent to a football score if you're unfamiliar. Try worth five. Get the conversion worth two. Seven. Same thing. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Brian Keel, Jake Taylor, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Who will be the defensive leader on this That's BYU it. football team? Use the hashtag BYUSN at CougsFan44 says Remington Peck and Austin Heater. Zone leader Heater. Hey, why not? Zone leader Heater. <laughs> the show on demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Justin Jory. We're back to work tomorrow at noon.